Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another edition of Rock M Reacts. I'm Jay Lewis. Alongside me is Quentin Corpiel and uh, Adine Rao. And, you know, we are in the media parking lot here outside of Furrow Field. And what we just witnessed was a complete dominating game as Mizzou defeated um, Tennessee 36-7. And, fellas, I don't know about you, but I will go on the record to say this is probably one of Drinkwitz's most, um, one of his best wins since he's been here with the program. So just what are your guys' overall thoughts overall after the game? I think it's his best win as a coach here because you you look at, you know, you characterize the performance by what questions were asked prior to the game and what questions were answered after the game. We had questions like, who's going to win the battle in the trenches? It's going to be Mizzou and their high potent offense and their, you know, Cody Schrader coming in the game as the leading rusher in the SEC. Or is it going to be, you know, the Tennessee defense, that's the number one ranked rush defense in the SEC, only allowing 97.8 yards. That question was answered very swiftly. I mean, Schrader put up 205 yards rushing and, you know, Cook added 55 more of his own. And that was just, that question was answered so emphatically that you, you really, there was no, it was up for no debate that, you know, Mizzou is for real and Tennessee's rush defense, at least tonight, was a pretender. And I mean, it was just a beautiful overall you know, no questions asked performance. They even performed without Luther really being 100%, and it was just beautiful. It was great. Mizzou, uh, specifically, Eli Drinkwitz has talked a lot about uh, playing a complete game and how they had yet to play their best football, even after very dominant wins over Kentucky and South Carolina. Um, when people asked them if they felt they had played a complete game from start to finish, they always said no. And while I don't think a perfectly complete game is possible, this was the closest I've seen to a complete, perfect, like a perfectly complete game uh, from start to finish, from wire to wire. Um, I guess you could say they started slow um, because there wasn't a whole lot of scoring early on in the first quarter, but everything after that Mizzou completely dominated. Um, and they hadn't really kicked anybody, like a really good team's butt like this ever. Um, one stat that I found when trying to find something cool post game. Um, the AP poll was invented in November of 1934. And since that time, this is the largest margin of victory over an AP top 15 team since the AP poll was invented. Uh, the closest was 27 against, I believe Oklahoma state in 1975. So Mizzou has never beaten a team this good, this badly. Um, and honestly, it was really fun to watch. Uh, we're going to break down both sides of the ball in a second, but both sides of the ball played exceptionally tonight. Mm, and going off the AP poll, I believe this was the first top 15 AP matchup at Furrow Field since 1979, where number five, number four Texas beat number five Mizzou 21-0 here at Furrow. But totally different result here tonight. And just talk about just how dominating this was. On all, the offensive side of the ball, you know, there's one player that really stood out today. I mean, 207 um, rushing yards, 205 net rushing yards on the ground off of 35 carries, which is a lot. 
but he also had 116 receiving yards through the air off some chunk plays as well. Just Cody Schrader, we all know his story, you know, coming from Truman State, a Division II running back, and now being the leading um, rusher in the SEC. So just what do we have to say about, you know, just him in this game and just the overall season, especially from the steps that he has taken um, last year as well? I mean, you can't really talk about Cody Schrader's performance tonight without talking about how absolutely dominant the offensive line played. I mean, you you look at it, um, 207 yards total, right? So only two of those came from losses to get a 205 net. That means that most, if, if not all of his runs were either zero yards or more. And that is a testament to how well that offensive line played today. I mean, every single play, the, the, you look like you could run a freight train through that that hole that they would create. And most importantly, Cody Schrader, uh, Javon Foster talked after the game, he's so good at cutting back on those outside zone plays that, you know, Coach Drink and Kirby Moore look for that from a running back all season. And he really just, he just did it to the to the best of his ability today. And he really just, I mean, to do it against a, t a team like that that had been coming in so hot on the rush defense coming in, it really just is a testament to how hard he works, how hard he plays. And, you know, Drink said it after the game. I mean, you really have to sacrifice your whole body to tackle him. And and he sacrifices his whole body to go at you. And and that really is just a, it's a microcosm of his, you know, the way he plays football, it's like a microcosm of his life, you know, his life story. He just never goes down. And it's it's just amazing. You were cooking with that last sentence there. Good job, man. That was really good. Um, but uh, Schrader's performance tonight and his success throughout the season, it made last week a little bit frustrating there were a couple of drives against georgia where mizzou passed on first and second down and it didn't establish the run which a was working that game and b is a big reason why they've had so much early down success this year is because they were able to create a lot of positive yards running the ball uh on first and second down and obviously that happened tonight um and explosive plays on the ground uh, I believe Cody Schrader had nine runs of 10 or more yards, which is nuts. And he had two runs of 30 or more yards, which is also nuts. Um, I'm just so impressed. Um, that's a word I've used after a lot of very dominant Mizzou victories. But I think the film, when we watch it again, the team's going to be smiling. I'm going to be smiling. There was so much good um, from most players, if not all players, um, that played. The only like negatives that I think are going to come out of tonight's game will be nitpicks. And that's great. The thing that is like being ridiculed the most being a nitpick, two thumbs up for me. That means there was a lot of good. Mm -hmm. And just to follow up, just impressive performance by Schrader. He did, he has gone over the thousand mark for this year. Like I said, he leads the SEC in rushing yardage. And it's just more, what makes it more impressive is that LSU, Kentucky and South Carolina game. He was playing on torn quads, I believe. And he continued, you know, get healthy. You know, he was trying to get healthy. He was still able to go out there and dominate. And then you saw, you said last week against Georgia, he was really good against that Bulldogs defense that has been historic for the last few years. And just for him to come in and be this great against the SEC's best rush defense that gives up an under, I believe, 100 yards per game. I think the number was around 97. Just a phenomenal performance by Schrader. I don't remember a Mizzou running back in recent memory that ran this hard, Tyler Beatty, his season in 2021 was outstanding, but you know, he's just such a bruising runner. Schrader is, and you know, to flip to the other side of the ball defensively, Tennessee came in here with the SEC's best rush rushing offense. And we know of course that they can hit 
those deep balls because Joe Milton, he just he's just a naturally gifted athlete with the way he can throw the ball. But Tennessee on the night, Milton had the most rushing yards for this team, 36. And they have a three-headed, you know, back system with Jalen Wright, Dylan Sampson, and Jabari Small. And they all really didn't do nothing. I'm looking at this and just looking at it, I think they combined for 47 yards, sort of those three running backs. So just what do you guys think of the defensive performance tonight, especially within the trenches? I think it was just like their ability to, you know, clog up that the trenches there. And and it was more so like, you know, plays with with like Darius Robinson, guys like that are so good at uh at, you know, and it, it definitely could be attributed to his experience playing on the inside. Uh, on the outside there, he could just really clog up those holes and make it so that most of their runs were just not really finding the second level. And um, on the defensive side of the ball, even in the secondary, I mean, big props to the secondary that's taken a lot of slack, you know, from multiple people this year for their ability to give up big plays. They really only gave up one massive play. That was the 46-yard touchdown deep. It was a great throw and catch. It was a great throw, <laughs> underthrown ball that was just, you know, labeled uh, for the end zone. And you'll take that against a guy like Joe Milton, who's really, you know, characterized by his ability to throw that deep ball. I mean, as far as a word that, I mean, you know, after the game, um, Jalen Carlisle was uh, talking about, uh, Carlisle was talking about how he didn't even realize that the number was so low of 83 rushing yards allowed. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then of all people to realize that it would be the defense. But I mean, it was just, that's how hard they were playing. They weren't worrying about the stats. They weren't worried about the yards they were getting up. They were just, you know, head on trying to take them down. And, and they did. I mean, it was perfect. And I think game script had a good bit to do with this. Um, Tennessee was down by a lot later in the game. And you're not going to want to take your time and try to pound the rock when you're down by a lot. And a lot of that had to do with Mizzou taking a lot of time off the clock uh, with possessions. Their time of possession almost doubled Tennessee's tonight. And honestly, um, that's a really great defense because it's pretty hard to score when you're not on the field. And that's exactly what Mizzou did to Tennessee tonight. Their time of possession, I believe, was 39 minutes to about 20 um, for Tennessee. Uh, so I think they did a really good job of not just sustaining drives, um, but finishing. I think there was a drive in the first half where it was, how many plays was it? 20. It was a 20-play drive that ended in a field goal. And I think we were all feeling like, eh, you're going to end in a, a field goal you're in, in, if you're going to take 20 plays to do it. Uh, but first of all, uh, KU took 20 plays to do a drive, and they didn't even score any points. Uh, so there's that. Um, didn't win today either. And they also did didn't not win, win today. They, they, they did not also, win today. They also I mean, did not a, win. You, you, you know, you hate to see it, but most importantly, you love to see it. And it's just, it's just a great day of ecstasy for Mizzou fans, honestly. And I'm just so here for it after such a roller coaster 24 hours. Roller coaster 24 hours, meaning that one team lost. And one team won. Fireball won. Women's basketball won. Women's basketball might win tomorrow. That will be fire. That'll be hopefully a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to St. Louis tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You lucky duck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Should be a good game. Back to football, though. Jane, what do you got? But, next? yeah, just to add on the defense, um, I think what's also most impressive is that Tyron Hopper got banged up. You know, Chad Bailey's out for the season. But we saw – some good linebacker play, which was highlighted in the post game, especially with um, Chuck Hicks and Tristan Newsom. Newsom, towards the end of the first half, you know, he first he forced that fumble after Milton. You know, he completed that pass down there to Jalen Wright, and that forced the ball out. And then Missouri goes 
and scores a field goal to head in the locker room, which that game could have very well been tied or Tennessee had the lead. But um, just phenomenal linebacker play right there. And they talked about, I think it was Darius Robinson talks about how important that swing eight is. And so for just, just to have two linebackers um, also step up behind just the phenomenal linebackers you already have, I think that just added on just how great this defense is, the depth that we've talked about kind of all season with that. Um, so with that being said, and just to kind of wrap this up, we have two regular season games left. Florida at home, then you go to Arkansas, and then you see, you know, what happens with the bowl committee and what they decide. So just kind of looking forward, what's next for this Tigers um, team? What is what is left out there to be accomplished moving forward? So I was actually in the line uh, to get food in the press box, and, uh, you know, it's a glorious time. And I got to s- the chance to see uh, there was a Citrus Bowl representative here tonight. And uh, after tonight's performance, you know, a knock on wood, uh, there's no wood here, but if there is wood, I would knock on it. Um, uh, hopefully he got a good look at Tennessee today because the Mizzou, the Tigers should be shooting higher. And like, like uh, you know, Drinkwood said after the game, next week we got senior day and that's our bowl game. Next week is Florida. I mean, that's really, it's just eyes ahead of looking at the one game you got in it and scheduled that 1-0 mentality that has gotten them so far this season. They got to continue with that. And and Florida's a good team. They got very talented players. They recruit so well. So, you know, on the athletic standpoint of the ball, they're both going to be very well matched. Um, and, you know, Drink is going to have to outcoach uh, Billy Napier, which he, which he did not do last year. So if he can do that this year, that's a big sign of evolution from him and this whole Tiger team. Yeah, uh, Dean stole my answer, which is great because uh, great minds think alike. But um, it's a, literally the same thing they've been doing every week, the same thing they've been preaching every week, which is go 1-0. Nothing's really going to be different yeah. Um, because it's A, it's led to a lot of success, and B, having a really short memory is really great in sports. Um, they could have easily just dwelled on the Georgia loss. They could have just talked a lot about, oh, man, now we can't go to the SEC championship game. Now we can't win a national championship. They and they didn't. Um, I'm glad they didn't because that's how you move forward, not just uh, in sports but with life. Uh, if you dwell on the past, that could affect the future. Um, so going one and zero every week, I think, is going to be the most important thing for Mizzou. Um, and although Florida and Arkansas, I think we would both agree, are not as good as Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Pretty beatable. Be- be- beatable teams. Beatable. Very very winnable games. Uh, plenty of teams throughout college football history have had sights set very high late in the season. And lost really dumb games. Um, Dean's beloved Pittsburgh. West Virginia, baby. Uh, they've been ruiners of hopes and dreams of playoff contenders and very high bowl uh, teams that had a very good bowl aspirations late in the season for many years. Shout out uh, Louisville. <laughs> and uh, Utah's been that way uh, over on the, over in the mountain zone. Um, so you only want to know every week. I think it's going to be very important. And... The path to 10 wins, uh, potentially 11, got a lot clearer after today. Yep, and that all starts with going 1-0 against these Florida Gators. That'll be here in Columbia at 6.30 on ESPN um, next Saturday. So for the football side of things, another Rock and Reacts will return following that game against the Gators. Parker will be back with us next week. But, um, you know, for now, it's me, Quentin, and the Dean. And, you know, thanks for listening. And go Tigers. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more just like it beamed directly into your personal device, just click the subscribe button below. 
and you can find this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or for iPhone or the Google Podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify. Just search for Rock M Radio. Uh, and if you like other sports, Fans First Sports Network uh, is a podcast network that has uh, coverage of all other teams, Major League Baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, whatever you want uh, to listen and, and read about. It is a great, great network full of really fantastic podcasts. So look them up and subscribe uh, to any and all of those podcasts. Uh, Rock M Radio will be back with more episodes coming soon. Thanks.